If I were called in to construct a religion, I should make use of the telling itself. Going to church would entail two people talking to each other, or one person talking to her God, taking turns to tell the other what it is for them to be alive in this moment. My liturgy would employ a hundred carefully selected poems learned by heart until these became part of the telling too. And I should raise in the east a skull shaped much like my own, where any angled light might congregate and pass through silently. It is hard to say much about the prehistoric conceptions of creativity beyond the obvious fact that many new things were brought into being and that some human beings considered some creations valuable enough to pass them on to the following generations. This morning, I spend about half an hour lying in bed watching TikTok videos and despising my almost 50-year-old self for doing so. They are the equivalent of salted peanuts or cashews, so Moorish, and so much creativity packed into 60 seconds or something even shorter than that, usually something which makes a feature of the nubility and social charms of its maker. I am watching a 25-year-old man wearing a Halloween sweater, his head wedged fully into the large pumpkin, emptying a pumpkin spice latte over his pumpkin face in an attempt to drink it, while skateboarding along to the soundtrack of Fleetwood Mac's dreams. For some, TikTok is the first rung on the ladder of viral global creative fame. For most of us, it is not. The amount of creativity on display, the naked attention-seeking, is both thrilling and also kind of devastating. It reminds me of my own naked needs. It is these idiots I huff with grumpy old man inflections who throw away more than half of the 24 million pumpkins carved each year for Halloween. TikTok idiots who don't know that pumpkins can be eaten too can be turned into pumpkin soup and pumpkin pie and pumpkin curry and pumpkin gnocchi and roast pumpkin salad. Or do know, but don't care, as long as the pumpkin makes for an Instagram or TikTok post, garnering some attention. In Pharaonic Egypt, this notion of individual creativity, stamped by the artist's unmistakable personality and the usefulness of this named personality for society, would have been an anathema. Artists, until very recently in our species' history, were valued for their mastery of traditional rules and the correct application and knowledge of craft techniques handed down from generation to generation. This would remain little altered for the next two millennia. The creator was understood to be a servant of the divine. Regardless of the subject matter, virtually all paintings and sculptures were anonymous, and except for a few names, we hardly know of any artists, architects or craftspeople at all from that era. There were no doubt hundreds if not thousands of Egyptian Shakespeare's in that time, but the culture did not provide a platform for their individual efforts to be celebrated and remembered. To serve the wishes of the patron, especially a royal one, was thought to be a creator's greatest achievement. Were these creators happier than we moderns are, seemingly disburdened of the stresses of social comparison, ego-fortification and keeping up with the Kardashians or whoever is the current king or queen of social media at any given moment.
Who knows? I am lying in bed, typing this up late at night with the ice cream machine in the cupboard, churning its vegan vanilla gelato, oldie soy yogurt, oat milk, vanilla essence and stevia, and I'm actually having quite a lot of fun doing this, lying, typing, on my back, as if I'm Prince, playing that guitar-keyboard hybrid, the keytar, that we started to see on MTV music videos in the 80s. Jan Hammer, who composed the music to Miami Vice, had one called the Royal X Probe, and Prince filed a patent for his, the Purple Axe, as it was known, with two X's, of course. But I am also aware that I am being virtuous in some way typing up my thoughts late at night, because I am carrying out creative labour, am I not? This isn't just frivolous, energy-wasteful fun, which is how it might have been seen, maybe not even a couple of hundred years ago. This is, well... Well, what is it? Giving something to the world, to posterity, of ourselves, of some creative essence? The delusion has become so compelling and so irrevocable that we don't question it for more than a second or two. In their overview of the psychological literature and creative personality, Frank, Barron and David Harrington find that our core characteristics... When I say our, I'm talking here about the creatives, which of course is all of us now. Our core characteristics seem to be the following. A high valuation of aesthetic qualities in experience. Broad interests. Attraction to complexity. High energy. Independence of judgment. Autonomy intuition, self-confidence, the ability to resolve antimonies or to accommodate apparently opposite or conflicting traits in one's self-concept. And finally, a firm sense of the self as creative. In the same way that those who followed some spiritual or religious creed in the past would base their self-concept on being a sinner or a Muslim or a Wiccan or a Jew or whatever creed they brought into, I guess this creed is mine, for I tick all the boxes. The telling itself is my religion. If I were called in construct a religion, I should make use of water. Going to church would entail a fording to dry different clothes. My liturgy would employ images of sousing, a furious, devout drench. And I should raise in the east a glass of water where any angled light would congregate endlessly. I've always had this sense that it wasn't my voice that I was wanting to speak, but there was this other voice that was trying to get through that came from somewhere else and wasn't me personally. 